TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome back to Kick It Naturally. This is T.C. Hale, and I'm here for episode number 355. And that seems like a lot. That seems like that could be a miscalculation. But I'm still excited to be here because we're going to do part two of our pandemic weight loss episode. And we've already had part one came out and got some great feedback and some people sent some questions they kind of want me to talk a little bit about today. So I'm going to throw some of that stuff in there. Um, But we've basically been talking about how do you get back on track when you've been eating lockdown junk food for five months. So if you missed part one, then you're doing it wrong. This is part two. One comes before two. So to listen to part one, go back to kickitnaturally.com forward slash episode 354. When you put an episode, you don't have to use that British accent I just used. That just kind of came out. It may not have been very good at British, but it was like episode, I don't know what it was. But just go to episode 354. So we kind of talked about a lot of stuff last week. We talked about, you know, how the first step of getting back on track is not to lose the 60 pounds you may have gained by making sandwiches made out of ice cream between two waffles. That's that's not the first step. The first step is simply to put yourself in motion in, in the right direction. And the losing the 60 pounds is too big of an undertaking, so don't try to view that as your first step. And step just, we want to look at just doing the next right thing. And we talked about how that next right thing for you could be a variety of things. And it might be a mixture of a few different things. It could be like, you know, starting to food journal. Um, maybe learning a new healthy recipe one day. That's just the one next thing you're going to do is just learn a new healthy recipe. Or improving any digestive symptoms that you may be dealing with so you can actually pull the nutrients out of the food you're eating and and, and maybe uh, also the other one could be running self-tests to see if your body chemistry is making it harder for you to stay on track or, or see any actual weight loss results. So if you didn't listen, definitely go back and we talked a lot in depth about all those things. And, uh, you know, last week I promised you that I would give you a trick that would allow almost anyone to see at least some type of movement in the right direction. Now, there are plenty of issues that could be going on to restrict weight loss that could, you know, counteract this a little bit. But if you've been eating lockdown junk food for months, this step will likely help you at least start to put a a stop to the damage and and kind of put you in the right direction. And that trick is the 3 p.m. carb cutoff. And and what that means is that after 3 p.m., you stop eating any higher carb foods. Now, you might still be eating green vegetables that have some carbs in there, and that's fine. Don't view it as no carbs at all. Just you really want to remove all those starchy or high-carb foods like bread and rice, pasta, potatoes, and even any kind of root-type vegetables that can be higher in carbs. Now, you might still be eating some of these things earlier in the day if you're really you know, way off track and just need to start getting some steps in the right direction. So that's okay. You just want to be done eating them by 3 p.m. And what this does is this gives you an extended period of the day that allows your insulin to come down. Because remember, we've talked a lot about how the body can't access stored fat and burn that for fuel if insulin levels are high. Insulin levels being high tell the body that, look, we have plenty of glucose, so let's just use that 
and uh, we're not going to burn any fat right now because we're going to use up this glucose first. And, and the reason this is problematic is because most people will rip through the carbs that they ate and the blood sugar will come back down, but it takes a lot longer for insulin to come down, even hours and hours longer. Um, so a person can kind of burn through all their fuel, but insulin will still be so high that the body can't access any stored fat and burn it for fuel. So then they're really hungry and they have no energy. And so they have a snack and it's carbs and the spikes insulin right back up again. So insulin never comes back down where the body can access stored fat. So what this 3 p.m. carb cutoff does is it allows you to eat some carbs earlier in the day and then you stop at 3 p.m. and then that allows insulin to start coming down. And again, it takes a lot longer than it does to take glucose coming down. It might take three or four hours uh, longer for insulin to come down for some people, maybe even longer depending on how high it was or how insulin resistant you are. There's a lot of factors that go into that. But the main point is you want to try and let insulin come down and then your next meal is not something that spikes it back up. Maybe it's just like a steak and some broccoli or maybe some uh, asparagus, you know, something like that that uh, maybe has some carbs in it but is not really going to give you a big spike. And then now the insulin is still coming down even though you just ate and then this allows you to you know, spend the rest of the night and uh, even go to sleep and now insulin is down in a zone where your body can access stored fat for fuel. And this is also great because it kind of helps your body start to transition to that burning more fat for fuel mode that you really wanted to get into which will help you lower carbs even further. Because then, as you start to reduce carbs even further, your body's like, oh, this is fine. I remembered how I was able to access stored fat when insulin was down, and I'll just burn that for fuel, and I'm not going to freak out and send these craving signals so you go eat a box of vanilla wafers. So this all just starts to make everything a whole lot easier. So it's just about the 3 p.m. cutoff giving you a long stretch of the day from 3 p.m. for the rest of the night plus all of that nighttime while you're sleeping that allows insulin to come down so the body can access uh, stored fat for fuel during that time. And this still allows you to eat some carbs that you need. Maybe your body is really running off carbs so you need to get some of that fuel for it, but you don't have to have carbs the entire day because you got enough earlier in the day. Now, this doesn't mean that you can eat six bowls of cereal, a foot-long sub, and 12 donuts as long as you sneak them in before 3 p.m. It doesn't work that way. You, you still have to eat like a reasonable human if you want to see any kind of results. You're just, trying, you're just trying to create that longer part of the day where you can allow insulin levels to come down. And, you know, if, if you're having crazy binge episodes, then not only does your... It can take your body like 72 hours to recover from a, a major carb episode. It just functions uh, function differently. Hormones are in different ranges. All that kind of stuff, it can take 72 hours. So you don't want to have some huge out-of-control thing as long as it's before 3 p.m. That's You're not going to really see results doing that. You just want to be a reasonable human being and then try to cut everything off by 3 p.m. And, and that kind of, the goal is to just to continue to reduce carbs further. You want to eventually get to maybe where you're only having those types of carbs per one of the meals per day. Or maybe you use more of the medium carb foods that we sometimes talk about in our books and courses where you're having some carbs, but they're not so high that they create such a huge spike. You know, maybe your carbs are coming from things like 
you know, Brussels sprouts or butternut squash or even sweet potatoes or yams that are still going to have a substantial amount of carbs, but not as much as like rice or pasta or, you know, something, nut or butters. Nutter butters. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's going to give you too big of a spike, right? So we want to try to get towards reducing more carbs, but the 3 p.m. carb cutoff is so easy to do, and anybody can really get away with this almost no matter where your physiology is um, because as long as you have enough carbs early in the day, you're probably going to be okay. So this is a great trick that you can just implement now to start saying, oh, wow, look, my pants are not quite as tight. I'm moving in the right direction. That gets me excited enough to want to do another step. You just want to give yourself a few little wins so that you can turn off the Netflix and and get out of the habits that were created by being locked in your house with bags of Doritos at a time. So the 3 p.m. carb cutoff may not be enough for you to lose 60 pounds if that's what you gained, but it's a great step in the right direction that allows you to continue to lower the carbs further. Which kind of brings us to the topic of uh, keto or low carb as far as the most effective way for you to lose weight uh, and to lose a lot of weight if you need to do that. And many of you know that I'm actually an advocate of both diets and um, you know which one is best for you could depend on some things with your physiology and how your digestion is working and, and things like that. So I'm really okay with people using either approach because I've seen people see unbelievable results with both approaches. What I don't want you to do is to use both of them at the same time. So that's a really big mistake that a lot of people are making down nowadays because People will hear about their neighbor that lost, you know, 80 pounds eating butter and bacon. And so then they'll go, oh, well, I'm going to eat this keto product that I saw at the store. It's marketed as keto. So since it's keto, it's going to help me lose weight. Or they'll say that, you know, I'm going to start eating a, a stick of butter a day because I heard that people on keto do that and keto makes them lose weight. You know, don't do that because if you're still eating carbs that are not high enough that will keep you out of ketosis and you're adding all of this extra fat in there, well, the extra fat is going to be stored as fat. Your body is going to view that extra fat as money that it can put in the bank for safekeeping when energy stores are low. It'll say, oh, I can use this later. Because if you're still eating your normal amount of carbs, your body is still in a glucose-burning mode. And when it's in that mode, it may have the ability to burn some fat while insulin levels are low, um, but it can't really access stored fat uh, and burn that for fuel the way that it could if you were in a ketogenic state and properly using a ketogenic diet. So, you know, I see people do great results with low carb and with low carb, you do want to eat some good fats because those good fats tell your body that, look, good fats are coming in so you can burn stored fat. You don't have to feel stingy with the fats because The body needs fats to do things. So if you're not eating any fat, if you're in a very low-fat diet, your body's going to hold on to all that stored fat. So even on low-carb, you do want to eat some fat, but just not a whole lot and not anywhere near you would on a ketogenic diet. On a ketogenic diet, people consume like 65 to 85% of the food that they're eating is fat. And uh, that's not going to work if you're still eating carbs at a level that's going to keep you out of ketosis, that's going to keep you out of that ketogenic state where your body is burning predominantly fat for fuel. Now, if you're going to transition into a ketogenic diet, you know, a low-carb, 
first is the great way to go. You really want to start going low carb before you transition into keto. And, and there will be a transition period where you may still be eating a little more carbs as you increase your fats. And all of that is okay and logical and it makes sense. You just don't want to view keto as, oh, that's a magical weight loss thing because they're eating more fat, so I'm just going to increase my fat. If you do that, you will absolutely gain weight. And though you can see results both ways, keto is going to bring much faster results if you're doing it correctly for most people. But you got to have your um, body set up to handle it the right way. And that means that you need to make sure that your bile is flowing correctly. Bile is what the body uses to emulsify dietary fats and break them down so the body can use them. And uh, of course, eating processed junk food and lots of grains and all this kind of stuff has the ability to thicken our bile so it won't flow correctly and then we can't emulsify our fats correctly. So if you've been sitting on the couch pounding Pop-Tarts and um, you know having uh, Domino's deliver all your meals to you, then you're probably going to have to do something like use beet flow like we use from Empirical Labs that is, uh, has a lot of beet greens in it. Don't just use beetroot. It won't do anything. But the concentrated beet greens juice and beet flow kind of helps that bile thin so it can start to flow better and then you'll be able to emulsify those fats as you increase uh, your fat intake on it, uh, as you transition into keto. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about as far as making sure your bile is flowing and how digestion works or how to look at your own body chemistry like we kind of talk about imbalances and such, um, go ahead and take our almost free digestion course. It's only 50 cents to sign up and that just keeps out all the spam registrations. And you can do that at kickitnaturally.com forward slash digest registration. And that course will kind of walk you through all the stuff that I'm talking about. We talk about this in all of our books and courses and I, I kind of assume sometimes that everybody knows what I'm talking about. But if this is the first time you've listened to us, um, then you can check out that course and kind of help you understand what we're saying when you kind of want to make sure that um, your digestion is working correctly before you move into a ketogenic diet. And even before you start to reduce carbs, you really want to make sure digestion is working correctly because when you reduce carbs, you normally increase protein and fats. And if you can't, uh, if you don't have the right stomach acid to break down your protein and your bile is not flowing well enough to emulsify the fats you eat, then increasing those foods is going to make you feel lousy and could even create weight gain. So we really want to make sure digestion is working correctly, but it's even more important if you want to move into a ketogenic type diet. But the best part about keto in a situation like this, where you may have been stuck in a rut of crazy things happened in the world and it kind of made you eat junk for you know a little too long, the best part about keto in this type of situation is that you have to stay committed to keto to get it to work. And with low carb, you can have a cheat meal or cheat day from time to time and still move in the right direction if you're doing uh, the right thing more often than not. You know, that's for some people. Not everybody can do that. But with most people, they can see some results. They're slower results, but you're still moving in the right direction. But with keto, the results can be quite amazing if you're doing everything correctly. Um, so that's the high point, but uh, the downside is that if you cheat while you're first starting to try to get into ketosis, you might never get there. Your body is stuck in this state of wanting to burn glucose, and you're trying to teach it how to burn predominantly fat for fuel. So as soon as you cheat and have some carbs, your body will just say, oh yeah, I was doing that well, I want to go back to doing that. I'm just going to do that, so give me more of that. And it will kind of pull you out of that. And it can take some people 
you know, a week, two, three even to get into a good state of ketosis. So if you're doing really well for a week and a half or two weeks and then you have a a cheat meal, just say, I'm just going to have this, but I'm doing right most of the time. Well, that might start your two-week clock all over again and knock you fully out of ketosis and and then you keep uh, trying and trying and having a cheat meal every week or so and like, why isn't this working for me? It's because you're not allowing your body to get into that state of ketosis in the first place. Now, once you're successfully using a ketogenic diet and your body is what we call fat adapted and it's predominantly burning fat and it it prefers to burn that to run that way and you're doing very well at it then you can throw some carbs in there from time to time and it might only pull you out of ketosis just for a little bit and you'll be able to easily get back in but when you're first starting out most people can't do that most people if they have some kind of cheat meal it's going to knock them backwards for a week or so and uh, you really don't want to do that. So the good part about this is that it, it motivates you into staying on track because uh, especially if you stay on track long enough to get into ketosis and start to see some really good results and you know, you're really losing weight and wow, my energy is good and why aren't I hungry and why, how come I'm not craving that junk anymore and all these great things are happening, then that's really motivating. And uh, if you have some kind of junk and knock yourself out of that and you're all tired again and don't have any fuel, um, then it kind of says, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I really like the way I feel. I really like the results that I'm seeing. I'm going to stay on track. So when you're stuck in this uh, muck of uh, being you know, in the wrong mode for so long, um, this can be a great way to kind of trick yourself into enjoying being on track and to feel good about being on track so that you stay there. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, You also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, if you're already using the supplements we teach people how to use in our books and courses, this membership will pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before. You can not only browse our viewpoint about hundreds of health topics in relation to bio-individuality, the system also allows you to search video and audio content. You even get access to a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. All this for $9 a month. It's ridiculous and we don't care. But we just wanted to create a membership that just about anyone could afford. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. We'll see you on the inside. Of course we're going to see him on the inside. What kind of idiot wouldn't sign up for all that for nine bucks? Well, I'm, I'm still recording. Ah, I should probably pay attention a little more. And, and if you want help in this area, Nissa Gron and I, she co-hosts our, our podcast, Chat the Fat. We're starting a new 21-day keto challenge on uh, October 19th. And, and that can be an excellent way to jumpstart your results and not only will you learn a whole bunch uh, and how to get moving in the right direction, if you've, especially if you've never done keto before, but it's just such a fun experience 
that uh, you kind of get to experience with all the other challengers in the group. And um, it can be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of motivation, especially when you see other people getting all these great results and talking about how they're doing it. And it's just a really good time. Plus, you have a chance to win the $500 first prize. So that it doesn't suck. So that can be a great way to kind of really get a good kickstart. And if you want to um, check that out, you can go to eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash challenge list and just put yourself in the list um, and then uh, we'll let you know when the registration opens because it's usually only open for a few days and, and it fills up really fast. So you want to be on the waiting list uh, ready to go and find out when it opens up. And we're also doing a free keto masterclass on Tuesday, October 13th, if you're hearing this in time. And uh, that's right after this episode comes out. But we kind of like to do one of these before a challenge just to give everybody some some tips and pointers on how to get a good jump start and create the best results so they're ready to compete in the challenge. But we open these free master classes up to everybody. It's not just the people who have done our challenges before, but anybody can come in for free and just kind of pick up some pointers and, and learn what you can. So if you want to register for that free master class, just go to eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash master class. And that will be on Tuesday the 13th. But if you if you hear this on like the 14th or something, you can still go to that link and you might be able to see the replay of that if you missed it and still learn stuff. Now, the next pandemic weight loss topic we need to cover is is working out. And I received some emails from people after episode one and like, you know, I, I can't work out. My, my gym is still not open to the public or I'm having a situation where I can't go out there. I'm afraid to get something from somebody else. So what I want you to understand is don't use the lack of access to a gym as an excuse. Don't don't use your inability to work out as an excuse to eat ice cream sandwiches all day. You know, you know what I'm saying? And why I'm saying this might surprise you, especially coming from someone who used to make his living training people in the gym. But the reality is you don't want to use that as an excuse to eat wrong because the fact is the gym is not where your results come from anyway. The workout is not really where the real results come from. They can be, it can be an excellent piece of what you're trying to do, especially if you're trying to sculpt your body or build muscle and things like that. But that, that can be helpful in that regard. And in weight loss, exercise counts, but it's not the way people think it is. It's not 95% of what makes it happen like so many people think. They just think they need to burn more calories than they eat. And it's, it's a fictional uh, thing that, is, that confuses a lot of people. It's just not true. The reality is, is that what you eat and how your body processes that food is really where the weight loss results come from. And then when I was in the gym, I used to have people all the time that they would get better results when they couldn't work out for one reason or another, whether they, uh, you know, they, just, they were sick or something, it was usually because of an injury where they couldn't work out. And then they would get better results because they would say, okay, well, maybe I should listen to you about this nutrition thing since I can't work out. That way I'm at least doing something and I don't gain 45 pounds. So they would listen to what I tell them to do and they would lose more weight than they'd ever lost before and without working out at all. So uh, again, working out is great. It's beneficial. I want you to do it. It's going to help. It's just not where the results really come from. The results really come from where you're eating. So if you're locked out of your gym or you can't get to the gym because uh, maybe you're at a higher risk of 
um, if you catch something from somebody, um, those are okay things. If you want to work out a little bit in your house, you can do some push-ups or something, and then you're at least doing something if that makes you feel better. But the way I want you to view it is... I can't work out, even though I feel like that's important in my head, so why don't I put more effort toward the thing that I can do? And the thing that I can do is I can change what I'm putting on my plate. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but did you know that Netflix will still work while you're eating a steak and broccoli? I don't know if you knew that. It still works. It still plays the shows, all that stuff. You don't have to eat junk just because you're stuck in your house or you're stuck in front of your TV. You get to pick what you're going to eat. So this is really great news for a lot of people. You get to decide how it goes. And once you understand where the results really come from, then you can say, okay, I'm just going to put more of my effort in there since I don't have the ability to do this other thing that I used to feel was more important. Now, your need and your ability to use working out as part of your uh, formula, it can also depend on your physiology as well. Like if your electrolytes are low, if you test your blood pressure and the top number, the systolic number, is less than 112, that's a sign that electrolytes and resources are kind of low. So if you're working out too much, you could be increasing stress hormones and actually causing your body to store more fat instead of burn fat. Um, so you could be working against your goals. You really want to look at your body and see what's going on um, to know uh, what the right amount of workout is for you. And, you know, maybe you're using a ketogenic diet. And in a ketogenic diet, a fasted walk, like you're just walking steadily and easily uh, before you eat that morning, can be a more effective more effective for fat loss than just about any workout you could do. Even more effective than the more intense type of thing. It's because your body's already in this fat burning mode in a ketogenic diet and you go for a nice walk, it can just kind of magnify how much fat your body is burning at that time. But when you do something really intense, it kind of can take your body out of that fat burning mode and push it into a more of a stressed mode where it wants to use glycogen or even break down your own tissues to create its own glycogen or glucose. So don't view I need to work out more and more and more as the answer. It's, it's not always the answer for everybody. Now, just don't think what I'm telling you that you should is me saying you should use intermittent fasting to speed up your weight loss because I told people who were on a ketogenic diet to go on a fasted walk. Um, intermittent fasting can be excellent and really magnify fat loss if you're using a ketogenic diet correctly and you're fat adapted and your body is predominantly burning fat for fuel. Because if you're not and you use intermittent fasting and, and as popular as it is right now, people are doing it a lot the wrong way, you can actually be pushing yourself away from your goals because uh, if your body is in a burn glucose mode and you're starving yourself in the morning, that can raise stress hormones for a lot of people. And those elevated stress hormones are going to tell your body to store fat instead of burning it. So I really only like to see people use intermittent fasting if they're properly using a ketogenic diet and their body is fat adapted and predominantly burning fat for fuel. That way when they go without eating, the body's like, piece of cake, I have fuel. I'll just burn this stored fat and I'm going to be golden. No reason to freak out, no reason to raise stress hormones, no reason to uh, break down tissue to make my own glucose and all these crazy things that the body can do when it's in that stress state like that. So IF, real good, only if you're on ketogenic and a fasted walk in the morning, probably the best thing you could do as far as working out goes. If your goal is fat loss, 
if you're on a ketogenic diet. And another great method to kind of get you out of uh, being stuck in the, the wrong place is uh, accountability and support. And, you know, this is one of the biggest reasons that our keto challengers see such amazing results is in such a short amount of time is because of the constant support and accountability, accountability in the group. It can, it can really keep everybody on track. You know, seeing whatever, what else everybody's doing and what's working for everybody. And even, you know, especially if you can say out loud or in a post or even just like that to say, look, I'm trying to do this and this is what I'm trying to do to do it. You said it out loud and now people will hold you accountable and ask you, hey, how's that going? Are you still doing that or did you, you know, go back to eating Cheetos? Because you want somebody checking in and saying, how, how are things going? You don't want to try and just do this all on your own. And plus, especially if you get stuck. So even if you don't get on the, the keto challenge and use uh, the support and accountability with those groups, check out one of our other support groups because you want to be able to ask questions if you get stuck. And uh, even if you just you know post about your, your process to get encouragement along the way, it, it can be all the difference on those days when you don't feel like you, you feel like you just might fly off the rails or something. Support can be really, really huge. So go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash support to learn about our different support groups so you can get in the one that, that's right for you. But don't try to make things more complicated than they need to be. You know, the world was significantly broken. It appears to be uh, moving in a less broken direction. That doesn't mean it's not broken anymore, but at least it's going in that direction. And... Um, don't feel like you have to be broken just because the world is a little bit broken. Sometimes it's just a matter of doing a couple of things that will help you start that snowball rolling in the right direction. You know, it was, think about the fact that when this all started, it was just one or two things that really kind of started your snowball in the wrong direction. So look at how quickly that <laughs> snowballed, really. So uh, you can do things in the right direction too. Just get one thing moving in motion in the right way and that'll really help you get that momentum going and then you can build from there. So if you want to check out that free masterclass, go to eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash masterclass. And if you want to jump in to the 21-Day Keto Challenge, we'll have a lot of fun, and that might be the springboard that you really need. So get on that list at eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash challenge list. Okay, guys, I hope this helped, and we'll see you soon. Cause I